0: Hey, what's up? We're Brave Youth, a youth movement happening all across Miami, starting at our home, Brave Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We can't wait to see how God's going to use it to change your life. Enjoy the message.
1: What is up, Brave Youth? How are you guys? If you didn't hear, my name is Mia. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. I have to thank Pastor Derrickson and Pastor Whitney for giving me this opportunity. Um, honestly, like when they told me to be an intern during the summer, I, they barely knew me. So like, thank you so much for letting me be here tonight. Um, so before I start, I want to pray us in. Uh, so close your eyes and bow your heads. Thank you, Lord, for having me here today, Lord, for choosing me to be here. I Turn off my flesh right now, Lord, and let your spirit flow through me. I pray, my God, for open hearts and minds, Lord, so they can be able to listen to what you have to tell them tonight, Lord. I mute all the voices, Lord, so they can focus on your voice only. Let it be you. In your name I pray, amen. So re- remember your, freshman, your first day of freshman year in high school. Or your first day as a middle schooler. Or if you've ever changed schools and you were the new kid. That nervousness in your stomach and all the thoughts going through your head. Yeah, that same feeling, that's what I felt when I moved to Miami, Uh, but on steroids. These feelings are totally normal. We all just want to belong and be enough. Am I cool enough to hang with that crowd? Or am I wearing the latest shoes? You know, us... Humans, we long for this. We want to feel loved and at home. But it is a broken world. And when we don't feel loved, we try to hide behind something. When we, uh, when we feel like we don't belong, we try to fit in. When we feel like, uh, like not home, we make something else our home. You, you can hide behind anything in this world. But the thing about it is that all the love and all the Pleasure is just temporary. So let me ask you today, where are you hiding? Is it God? Is it behind a group of friends or a relationship? Is it behind a screen or an Instagram profile? The title of my message is Stop Hiding. Stop hiding. My first year here, I felt like a total outcast, guys. guys just wanted to belong and uh, when I went to school I never I met new people but I never met anyone Christian it wasn't until I joined a church that I started meeting Christians how sad is that guys church is not the only place where you can be a Christian church is not the only place where you can talk about Jesus In a country that we're free, stop hiding. Either if you believe in Jesus or this is your first time ever in a church, God wants you to get out of your usual place of hiding. And re- remember these two things. The first one, write it down. Remember who he is. Remember who he is. John fifteen one one 17 talks about the vine and the branches. And I'm going to read uh, verses 1 through 5. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts up every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So if you've ever seen a grape, a grape vine, they're short, thick, but strong enough to hold grapes. But a single branch cannot hold grapes by itself. It has to be connected to the vine. I love this this passage because it represents a close, permanent, and vital union between the vine and the branches. It shows how much God wants us to belong with him, just like the branches belong entirely with the vine. They depend on the vine to grow, be supported, and, and strengthen. Strong- Branches are connected to the vine, and that's how they can be secure and fruitful. So are you completely connected to the vine? Are you depending on him? Are you producing any fruit? Are you letting yourself be pruned by the gardener? Verse 2 says, he cuts up every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. The father removes sins, flaws, mistakes, insecurities from you. He wants to cut off anything that's limiting your fruitfulness. So what is God trying to cut off and you haven't let him? Are you dying out, hiding behind the leaves, or falling from the vine? How do you know if you're making Jesus the true vine in your life? Galatians 5, to 23 lists the fruit of the spirit. And this is like a checklist for everyone here. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Are you producing any of these? If you can't find peace in what you're doing, that's not from God. If you don't feel loved where you are, connected to the vine, it's the only way that you can feel loved. You can't have joy without the Holy Spirit. You'll never experience unconditional love without the Holy Spirit. God wants you to come out of hiding so you can start producing fruit. We're branches. We can't hold ourselves for too long. We need the vine. We need Jesus. Number two is remember who you are. If I ask you tonight, who are you? Who are you? You'll probably tell me your name. But who? are you this world guys is not our home we do not belong here so why do you try to fit in so much we can try many things in this world but it would always leave us empty and thirsty for more once you accept Jesus in your life guys you become a citizen of heaven I'm telling you right now you are a citizen of heaven So if you haven't given your life to Jesus yet, what are you waiting for? Just tell me, what are you waiting for? For real, like, come on. I want to go to heaven. You're a child of God. You're a friend of Christ. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. You're the head and not the tail. You're chosen to be fruitful. I could keep going on and on about who God created you to be, what the Bible says. But God wants me to remind you of this specific thing tonight Matthew 5:14 to 16 says you are the light of the world a town built on a hill cannot be hidden neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl instead they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven God doesn't want you to die out He doesn't want you to hide your light under a bowl. He wants you to go out and be a reflection of the love and joy he shines on you. You're light and God created you to be light. If you're here, I believe that you're a world changer. But you can't change the world if you're trying to be like the world. Like I told you, this is a broken world. And its darkness makes us want to hide in its corners. I don't know what you came in here with today. Sickness, hardships, loss of material material possessions, grief, maybe persecution from non-Christians like your friends or family. And I know you you just want to run from it all. And yes, run, but run towards God make him your hiding place. Maybe you're here tonight and you feel like you've been hiding in sin because it feels good. Or maybe you've been hiding behind a relationship because you like the feeling. Maybe you've been hiding behind a fear like the fear of failure or fear of your past or fear of your future. But this sin or fear has built chains that God wants to break off tonight. I told you guys how, I don't know if I said it, but but um, English is not my first language. Uh, that's why the accent. Um, and I actually used to stutter since I was very little. But even with all of that, guys, I led a first priority club in my school. And. It wasn't so easy. For long, I hid, and I was hiding in chains. And I hid from meeting new people, from speaking in front of crowds, and I was just hiding. And that kept me in the dark. I wasn't letting my light shine. But you know what helped me come out of hiding? I remember who my God is, and who he created me to be. I saw my broken school and decided to stop hiding the light in me. And I'm not here to brag about how I led a club. I'm here to brag about how good my God is. I'm here to brag about how he broke off the chains off of me, how he kicked down the walls that were stopping me. Walls that I built for myself. First John 4:4 says, But you belong to God, my dear, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Let me tell you, we talked about keys uh, last week and um, God put this in my heart. Your heart is like a house. And he says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. You might be here today and you haven't given your life to Jesus yet and you're hiding inside the house when Jesus just wants to bring the joy, the love, the peace, and all the fruits of the Holy Spirit to your house. Maybe you are here tonight and you did open the door, but you're hiding in a room inside the house and you haven't given all the keys to those rooms to Jesus. Where are you hiding? I have two challenges for you tonight. Ask yourself, what's that first thing that you go to after a fight with your mom or your best friend? Who do you go to when you feel the weakest? Who do you go to when you feel like punching a wall? It happens, we've all been there. I challenge you today to make Jesus your hiding place. That place that will comfort you more than a Netflix show, more than a post, more than a story, or more than a text message. Stop running from your problems and run to his open arms. The second thing is stop dimming your light, your own light. That's all the devil wants for you to hide in a dark world. Go shine the light of Jesus in your school. We're starting school. Go host a Bible study. Host a prayer meeting. Join the Bible club. Many of you go to school and are not in the Bible club. Come on, guys. If there's a Bible club, why wouldn't you want to be around other Christians in your school? I told you that church is not the only place where you can be a Christian. Or just start small. Start praying every morning. Or go read your Bible. That's why there's an app so you can carry it everywhere. Just be kind. Be bold. And stop hiding because Jesus never hid. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. I'm just going to close, so close out in prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for being our hiding place. Thank you for having your arms open for us to run to you, Lord. As we go into this new school year, I pray, my God, that we can stop hiding, that we can stop hiding our faith and our light. I pray that we shine your reflection so others can see you through us. I pray that we can stay connected to the vine and depend completely on you. Take away anything in us that's stopping our growth. Take over our lives. In your name I pray, amen.
2: Yo, what is up, brave youth? Man, I love you guys. Yo, y'all looking crispy, let me tell you. Before anything, I just want to thank Pastor G and Pastor Witt for giving me the opportunity to be here and just believing in me. Also, I want to congratulate them for having (laughs) Blaze. On the real, guys, today is the last summer service. That, that kind of sucks a little bit. <laughs> and also remarks a month and a week after camp, if you didn't know that. Man, I love camp. Camp was awesome. It was so good. Like My favorite thing about it is the fact that you can just get away from life and your problems and you can just focus on God. You can just build your faith up without anything getting in your way. And that's great and all, but let's be real. Many times, when we leave camp, our faith goes down. Like, it's happened to me, and it's happened to me almost every time. But I'm not letting it happen this time. Yeah. So thinking about this, it brought me back to a verse that I read a while back, and I'm gonna share it with you guys. It's Revelations 21.8. It says, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. This verse is a little rough, just a bit. See, me saying that, I was like, I'm probably going to hell, like. I lie sometimes, so I might be there. But I'm just kidding. Like, That's not what I'm telling you right now. See, the thing I'm telling you is that these are God's words and not mine. It's crazy because on top of that list was the word coward. And many of us, when we go to camp, we're super excited for God. We're super built in in this fire for God. And we're ready to spread the gospel when we go to school or, like, when we come back home. But then we start losing it. And we get this cowardly spirit. And that just brings down our faith. We begin to be too scared to say that we're Christians when we go to school. But it doesn't have to be that way. See, I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way anymore. And your faith doesn't have to die out anymore anymore. And you don't have to wait till next camp to refuel your faith. Yeah, so how do we keep our faith alive? See, the title of my message is Eternal Faith. Yeah. The first point is act in the name of Jesus. When you pray, I want you to pray in the name of Jesus. Good. Why? Because his name is so powerful. Yeah. Like, you don't understand. His name can break chains. Yeah. I'm gonna show you just how powerful his name is. See, in John 18:4 through six, it says, Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Let me explain the backstory story to this. The backstory story is that Jesus is in, is in a garden and he's praying while his 12 disciples are sleeping like a bunch of bums. Um, <laughs> and these 500 Roman soldiers come after him to arrest him. 500. That's like if all of you came after me. But in reality, only two of you can take me down. But this is Jesus, and they need 500 Roman soldiers. These men are, like, on steroids. Like, if you go to the gym and you've seen those men that just, like, walk like this, sideless, they waddle, that's that's what they look like. 500 of those. And all Jesus had to say was, I am he, and all 500 fell. That's his power. I'm going to give you another example. In the story of Lazarus, Lazarus was, like, homies with Jesus, basically. Like, they had a handshake and everything. I'm just kidding. I don't know about that but they were close and Lazarus got sick and he died. So Jesus went to see him, but after he died for four days. When Jesus goes to his tomb, he tells his people to move the rock that's covering his tomb. And when when they do that, he says, Lazarus, come out. And when he says that, Lazarus comes out alive. Again, human, not a zombie, looking like a mummy, but he's alive. See, what's crazy, most people are amazed at the fact that Jesus brought back a man from death after four days. But they don't realize that, they, that he called him out by name. Why? Because if you would have just said, come out, all dead people in the world would have come back to life. That's, that would have been crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you, Jesus is smart. <laughs> the best part about this is that we have the same ability to have the same power as Jesus. Why? Because he lives in us. So this leads me to my second point. Don't run from the fight, fight back. If you understood why Satan attacks each one of you, then you wouldn't be so scared. See, Satan attacks you because you are God's child, and he hates God's property. See, you are the light of the world, and he is the prince of darkness. You hold the truth, and he is the father of lies. You are a threat to him because you can take the sword of truth of God and attack the gates of hell. Satan trembles when he sees us stepping out in faith because he knows that if we figure out how important and how powerful our purpose is in life, then we're gonna win every battle and he's gonna lose it all. So that's why he throws whatever he can at you. Little lies, depression, doubt, fear, anxiety. He throws all of that. He attacks things like your health and your peace. But I'm here to tell you, stop allowing him to attack your health because it says in Isaiah 53, five, By his stripes, we are healed. Stop allowing him to attack your peace, for Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace, and he lives in you. Be strong in the Lord and stop running. Tell your neighbor, be strong in the Lord. As it says in Romans 8.31, if God is for us, then who can come against us? See, we can be on our phones for hours, just running away from our struggles. I got homework, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be on my phone. My mom told me to do chores, I'm just gonna be on my phone. I got this going on, I'm gonna be on my phone. That's, I'm not the only one, am I? Let's be real. All right, thank God. (laughs) But remember, this battle isn't just about you. See, this is God's fight, this is God's victory, this is God's glory, this is God's kingdom, this is God's strength and not ours. So put on the whole armor of God and fight to win because the victory is ours in Jesus Christ. Some of you might say, man, Alex, I've heard this all. I've been in church all my life. I've been in church, I don't know how many years, and I've heard it all. And maybe you have, maybe you do know it. But do you believe in what you know? I'm going to say it again. Do you believe what you know? When fear kicks in and you start doubting things and depression starts coming in, lies, the lies of the devil starts coming in, do you believe what God tells you? Do you believe that you're a child of God? Do you believe that you have the power that Jesus gave you? Come on. (laughs) When fear gets you, man, let me tell you. Like, you just start forgetting everything. And I know that because it's happened to me. But what if I told you that fear doesn't always have to be a bad thing? I'm gonna tell you how. And number three, change your perspective of fear. See, instead of fearing what could happen to you, let's say if you talk to this person and you tell them God loves them, fear what could happen if you didn't tell them God loves them. See, what could happen if you never talk to your friends or your family about God? Will they ever see Jesus? Will they go to heaven? Will you see them in heaven? Think about that. See, think about this. What if Moses would have let his stuttering problem stop him from freeing the people of God from Pharaoh? Will they ever be free? What if David would have let Goliath just take his people without putting up a fight? What if Noah wouldn't have been obedient to God and he didn't build his ark? We would have all been dead, let's be honest, because God was really like, I'm going to wipe out all of humanity, so you better build that ark. So, thank God he did it. because you know. I'm tired of letting fear paralyze me from speaking the truth to the world. We begin to fear things because we fail. That's like, my biggest, fail- my biggest fear is that, fear of failure. But we fail because we depend on our own strengths and not God's. It says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Only through God's strength will you be able to do all things. And when I say all, I mean all. See, he's never going to fail you. So now we have these three points. Act in the name of Jesus, fight back, and change your perspective of fear. But these three points don't matter if you aren't this one word I'm going to tell you. And that word is persistent. I don't know if you've noticed, but our God is a persistent God. He's constantly fighting for you and me. As well as Jesus is too. Jesus never made up an excuse to pray to God. He could have been a whole day walking around, making miracles happen left and right. Even on the cross, he still prayed to God. While he was being crucified for your sins and my sins, he still prayed to God. I don't know about you, but that touches me. Because I can be going through a bad day and I will forget to pray sometimes. But Jesus going through the worst day possible still prays to God. That moves me. But let's be real. Nowadays, people don't get moved by words. You can tell them all you want about Jesus, but if they don't see the action, they won't see him. If you aren't persistent, people won't see the Jesus in you. They'll ignore whatever you have to say about God, because when you react just like everyone else in the world, they're going to be like, where's the Jesus? When someone starts hating on you and hate back, where's the love of God that you talk about? When someone says something nasty about you and you snap back, Where's his love? I don't know about you, but I'm tired. I'm tired of my friends ignoring what I have to say. I'm tired of hearing my friends say, I'm going to go smoke a blunt because that's where I find my peace. When I know for a fact that there is a God who gives us true peace. Oh. 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 Or I'm going to go sleep with this girl or guy because he or she loves me. When I know that there's a God who loves us unconditionally. Can I be real with you? Or how about this one? It's about to get real serious. (laughs) I want to kill myself because I have no purpose in life. When I know that there's a God who made us for a reason, to shine our light, to show love to the world. He made us for a purpose. And all those lies are not true. Come on, man. People's lives depend on your persistent faith. So be persistent. The devil isn't going to stop fighting to destroy our lives, so why should we start fighting to keep our lives true? And why should we start fighting for others' lives? As I finish, I just want to challenge you guys. Stay persistent in everything we talked about. Stay persistent, and I promise you that not only will your life change, but the people the lives around, the people of the lives around, (laughs) Wow. But the lives of the people around you will change too. I'm going to end in prayer. I just need you guys to close your eyes and bow your heads. God, I just want to thank you for everything you're doing, my God. Thank you for being so good to us, my God, and never failing us. God, I ask you that after this day, that you just help us stay persistent in you, God. And from now on, our faith will not diminish. But our faith will forever be growing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: God, come on hey everybody stand to your feet with me tonight come on we got just five more minutes come on can we honor the men and women of god that preach today our seniors on senior night man incredible 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 listen can i have just five more minutes of your time i promise that we're gonna be done we're gonna party we're gonna tear this place down and we're gonna turn up turn to your neighbor say it's time to turn up yeah hey listen Raise your hand if you're nervous to go back to school. Come on, just raise your hand if you're nervous to go back to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, raise your hand. Raise your hand right now if you have no motivation to go back to school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I love what all of these three individuals spoke about because what's about to happen next week is all of you guys are about to step into a new season. Amen. Like, all of you guys are going to go back into school. You're going to get into a new routine. You're going to find a new crew and a new clique. You're going to get new teachers. You're going to get new a, a new routine. You're going to have to wake up earlier. You're going to have to go to bed later. You're going to join different sports teams and different clubs. But how cool would it be? Everybody paying attention. Everybody pay attention. Everybody look up here. Everybody look up here. look up here. Look up here. Look up here. Come on. Come on. Come on. This is the most important part of our service. How cool would it be if we didn't say, you know what? Summer's over. So what happened in summer is over. But what if we said, you know what, what, what happened in summer was a catalyst to prepare me and to release me into my schools and into my neighborhood and into my community and into my teachers and into my friends and into, my fa- and all, into all these different places. Listen, and Mark it says this, it says, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. I don't know what... Last year was like, I don't know what your elementary or your middle school or your high school experience has been, but what if there were a 100 teenagers in the room that today on August 14th of 2019 said, you know what, I'm not just praying for myself tonight, I'm praying for my friends, I'm praying for my family, I'm praying for my campus, I'm praying for my teachers, I'm praying that the revival that we saw in Brave Youth is going to spread into Miami, into Coral Park. It's a Broward. It's a Palmetto. Oh, it's into Coral Gables. Into every single area. Come on, who wants to start a revival in their schools? Come on, hey, listen, every, every head bowed, every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Listen. There's two people I want to pray for right now. Maybe you're in this room and you said, man, I've never given my life to Jesus, but tonight I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to make him the Lord and the Savior of my life. If that's you, I want you to know that this is the greatest decision that you will ever make. Know this, that God had one son. His name was Jesus, and he sent Jesus down to die on a cross so that you could be saved. And three days later, after he died, the tombstone was rolled away. He walked out. He said, death, you could not hold me. Sin, you could not hold me. The grave, you could not hold me because I love my kids too much and I want them to live in eternity with me. So he died and he said, hey, I'm doing this for you. Know that there is a God that is thinking about you. Know that there was a Jesus that knows your name, that knows your situation, that knows what you're going through. You don't have to fight it. You don't have to fear it. Just know that he loves you. Jesus loves you. And tonight you want to say, man, I want to say yes to God. I I want to be all in with him. I've never said yes, or maybe I walked away, but I want to say yes again and recommit my life to him. On account count of three, I just want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand right now. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. If you're in this room and you want to say, man, I want to give my life to Jesus, go ahead raise your hand. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Good. Thank you. Good. Three hands raised. Amen. Come on, would you pray this prayer with me, and then we're going to pray another prayer after, after this. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died and rose again. Make my life new. I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Listen, the second person I want to pray with today, listen, if you want to to be a pastor, If you want to be in ministry, now I'm not saying full-time, I'm not saying you want to grow up and you want to do what I do or do what Pastor David does. I'm saying if you want to go onto your school campus and you want to pastor the people on your campus and you want to minister to the people on your campus, maybe you want to start a Bible club. Maybe you don't want to start a Bible club because you're not there yet, but maybe you want to join a Bible club. Maybe you want to start revival. I'm going to ask you to do something. Right now, because listen, if you can't do this, then you're not going to do it on your campus. I'm going to ask you to step out and come to the front on a count of three. If you're saying, man, I want to change my school, I want to change my neighborhood, I want to change my community. One, two, three. Come now, if that's you. You say, man, I want to start something new. Come on. I want to start a revival. Come on, God, I I want you to put a burden on my heart for these people. Maybe you're in the crowd and you're saying, man, I don't want to do that. But I, I believe and I can pray and I, and I can believe for these people. Come on, can you just reach your hands out to these people right here? Come on, come on, come on. Listen, 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 listen. Everybody look up at me. If you're up here, look at me. Look at me, look at me, okay? Understand this, okay? People are always saying, man, you should be a missionary. You should do all this. Listen. The greatest mission field that you will ever walk on in your entire life will be your school campus. The greatest mission field that you can ever reach out to, that you can ever preach from. It's not a platform. It's not a position. It's your school campus. And if today you would just say, man, God, I pray that you would put a burden on my heart so that when I walk into my lunchroom and I see the one person that is sitting alone, I see the one person who's sitting at his locker and crying. I see the one person who just broke up with his boyfriend and with his girlfriend, and they're crying. But guess what? I get to be the light. God, I pray that you would put a burden on my heart and the courage in my faith so that I can step out and I can preach and I can share the gospel and I can be just. Jesus with skin on it. Come on, if that's you and you're here, just go ahead and lift up your hands to Jesus right now. Come on, we're just going to pray, and then I'm going to release you, and I'm going to pray over every single school in Miami that they would see Jesus this year like they have never seen Jesus before. God, I pray for these missionaries, God. I pray for these pastors, Lord. I pray for these evangelists, God, that are about to step out onto their campus, God, and start a revival that Miami has never seen before. I pray for a greater faith. I pray for a greater courage. I pray for a greater boldness, God, that they would be able to step out unashamed of the gospel, unashamed of what you've done in their lives, God. I pray that you would begin to open doors right now, God, open doors for students, open doors for teachers, open doors for family members, God. I pray right now that everywhere they walk, it would be blessed. Every classroom that they walk into would be influenced by the Holy Spirit that is working through them. And if you believe that, everybody shout amen and amen and amen. Come on. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you like this message, hit subscribe and stay connected by visiting us at brave.guide. We'll see you next time. And remember, no turning back. The best is yet to come.